started the same way 93 times in a row so we might as well start with me saying all right welcome to the handsome hockey podcast (laughs) is it really that consistent i think so yeah it's pretty high up there all right what i'll normally do though to change it up is i'll leave some of our pre-episode banter and then i kick it and it's almost always all right and now we're in a very like meta discussion about the (laughs) we're like inceptioning the start of our podcast and the start of our podcast uh, well, we're going to have to take it deeper. Um, and by deeper, we mean iced over. Uh, yeah. Still falling out here in Portland. Oh. Got to get you with the weather report. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was shitty. It was very, very shitty. And I missed most of it because I went yeah. to Florida. Yeah. But then I came back and it was like, oh, yeah, you guys have been dealing with this for how long? <laughs> Holy shit. A while. Yeah. Um, Just like cars going off the road. Thank God I got picked up by a Prius, which is like surprisingly heavy. Yeah. Thanks to that big battery thing. <laughs> no, actually, like, yeah. they're pretty good in snow and ice because of that. Um, and I think they have sort of four different motors. I don't know. Yeah. I digress. Um, but there were a lot of people, like, still spinning off the road my way back from the airport. And then I just did nothing for, like, two days. That's um, because people in... Oregon in general, but Portland for sure, just have no idea how to drive at all. That is one thing. But this was like, this would have shut down fucking Chicago if it happened in Chicago. Like, you get that much ice, it's, I don't know if they could have adequately, like, salted it all. I'm very Uh, curious. I mean, the people there are salty, though. They just just lay down on the sidewalk and they're like, oh, we're good. Give me six minutes. I'll have a clear sidewalk. Just all of that, like, beef juice sweat just, like, melts the snow. And you have, like, like, large men doing snow angels in the sidewalks. Like, that's Chicago's actual snow clearing. (laughs) It's how they just they just put real human representation of the super fans on the front of the L (laughs) and just like let them plow the tracks. Yeah, just (laughs) the heat off gas from their heart attacks just like shocks the tracks into oblivion. Actually, I mean, I think it that's sort of a famous thing, too, is like they set the tracks on fire in Chicago. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, I think it's like interchanges. They have, you know, they just douse it in. It's not like gasoline, but it's something that burns very hot, hot enough, but is like not hot enough to get out of control. I think I, I, I'm not sure what they actually burn human meat. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like it's like some like it's like what those like alcohol candles have. It's very bold for uh, an entire city that burned down to like right <laughs> deliberately set things on fire. I mean, I think that's just a train thing anywhere it's cold, but I think the L being exposed makes that more necessary. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Exposed. We're, we're not even, we're not even talking about fake AI nudes. We're talking about, uh, the weather in Portland still, uh, by the way, I'm Jake and sitting across from me is this is Evan, your angry manlet. <laughs> oh, that should be like on your your portfolio Mm -hmm. that's actually uh going to be my true salutation i've i've 
gotten all of those certifications to be uh, A-N-G-R-I and then M-A-N-L-E-T. L-E-E-T. Yeah. You're man-leet. Man- man- man-leet I'm certified. not a man-let, I'm man-leet. <laughs> oh, Get sounds, on my level. That sounds like something The Rock would say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, literally people are ice skating in Portland, Oregon, um, on the streets, on the streets, in backyards. I did not know that that level of ice had come down, but yeah, Sean was skating in his backyard. Holy shit. Yeah. The, I didn't even think about it cause it was cold and I didn't want to go outside, but one that I finally went outside and I looked across and the salvation army soccer field that's just by my house yeah was this like pristine sheet of ice really but it was the melt was already started so i knew oh. like if i went over there it would just like crack through yeah i was so disappointed in myself <laughs> next time yeah next time we get this historic weather event uh i hope to be around for more of it although no actually being in miami and miami beach was uh better probably pretty great yeah yeah i got to be in the like um, the Art Deco hotels, the famous Art Deco hotels from like, I tell most millennials Grand Theft Auto Vice City, but um, it works. Yeah. Uh, some people have actually been there. Also uh, like Scarface. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, lots of other mob movies. It was really cool. Cause they like shut down the um, front like drive along the ocean and they had some sort of like art deco fest going on. And so it was just walkable urbanism and boy, is there anything that Americans will uh, pay for on vacation, but not allow next to them is walkable urbanism. (laughs) I paid to get away from this. I would not want this where I live. (laughs) You're going to say we're pretty spoiled for that in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can walk fucking anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. It is one of the things that, we have going on in this lovely dirty city we and everywhere we go oh a bar (laughs) yeah i can go in there and get food and beer yeah it's uh it's like wisconsin but in a city yeah some sometimes portland is magnificent sometimes it's not yeah um speaking of not magnificent uh 2018 canada world junior championship team uh facing the music a little bit more um, so a couple of weeks back now, the London, Ontario police issued, uh, five, uh, basically arrest warrants, uh, that remain sealed, um, for, or for five members of that U18 team. Yeah. They basically like were that like high school person that went around and gave like a slip to the teacher and says, okay, you need to be seen in the the dean's office you're about to get in trouble um just get it you gotta come at the end of the period since this kind of summons yeah alex formenton has turned himself into london ontario police which is he's kind of been the name that everyone has been attaching to this for a while so it makes sense that like he's the first one in to me well also he was coming from europe mm-hmm. everybody else is coming from north america yeah in kind theory of, kind of strange seeing i don't know someone like turn themselves in before the deadline but i'm also a person that just waits till deadlines like i gotta like force myself to do shit yeah so well that's what deadlines are for right so i should get this done now when that deadline is like um around your freedom it's a little bit interesting to see him just 
up and turn himself in right away. Yeah. Uh, unless he gonna rat on everybody. <laughs> there is that. Or maybe he like already had his 25th hour moment. Now this is becoming a police procedural instead of like a whodunit. If you were on the internet mm-hmm. in the last, was it two years or so that this has been kind of public knowledge? Um, you probably know who the alleged primary players are in this. Um, if you didn't, it's kind of also easy to read the tea leaves when five members of, uh, or well, four members uh, of this team were sub- just before this announcement came out, put on uh, um, leaves, leave, a yeah. leave of absence from their NHL teams. You, you didn't need to read the tea leaves. You could just read the leaves of yeah. absence. Yeah. Oh, I missed you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I missed you too. Um, so, you know, with keeping in mind that all of these are still allegations, uh, Michael McLeod, Cal Foote, Dylan Dubé, and Carter Hart have all uh, gone on a, an indetermined leave of absence from their hockey, their NHL teams. Um, and all of those gentlemen uh, will. Nah, maybe not, gentlemen. Uh, all of those guys were members of that 2018 team. So, yeah, um, it's interesting because it's a little bit different of the list that has been supposed for quite some time. I think. I think there are some players that were kind of assumed to be in the five. I think because of some like circumstantial photographs and stuff that people had sort of armchair sleuth their way to and like. I don't. I I think a lot of people were right to not put a whole lot of stock in that, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think that there are any common players, if I'm not mistaken. Or uh, it it seemed like that was sort of a, a swing and a miss. And now yeah. the players that we've seen go on leaves and and turn themselves in. I mean, I think I think Formenton was always sort of. When a promising young forward doesn't get a contract signed right after a massive scandal comes out. Yeah. You can kind of, you know, the writing's on the wall there. Um, Carter Hart was kind of talked about quite a bit in that internet scuttlebutt. Um, but like Michael McLeod and Cal Foote, I hadn't, and Dylan Dubé, I hadn't really heard much about. There was, right. like, there was talks about um, like Maxime Comtois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he didn't get a, an NHL contract this year. And so people were like, oh, he's pr- clearly one of the problem players, but nothing has come of that as of yet. No. Um, but also a lot of people put Victor Mete in that lineup. And he was like, I wasn't even in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I was on vacation. <laughs> and assuming that, you know, everyone who hasn't been accused has been fully cooperative. I mean, it would be interesting to see if there gets to be some sort of like, I don't know, witness intimidation or like is secondary charges filed. Like, like they have all of the people coming in and I'm wondering if that is all of the people that have taken leave. Like, uh, yeah, you know, there's a chance that that may not be a one-to-one. Um, like, well, the initial report was eight and we've gotten five. So obviously that could be just the people that they were able to get enough evidence to charge. Mm -hmm. The initial number could be wrong. Um, Right. And like who's being charged and who's a witness at this point. Yeah. Although if you were there, you should go to jail. Well, I mean, you know, (laughs) witness who is being charged lesser 
Yeah. Um, in, in exchange for, for witnessing. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of people that knew more or witnessed it then that wished they had gotten out of it sooner if they didn't. Mm -hmm. Oh Um, uh, yeah. I, I hope, um, you know, this is, this is as graphic and awful as this is, this story has been thus far. It's about to get way worse. And yeah, we're about to face a reckoning and like hopefully. And uh, the London Ontario police have said that they will hold a press conference, I believe on the 5th of February to kind of discuss details, whether or not they actually name names at that point. Uh, if everybody turns themselves in, I mean, we'll know at that point, right? Yeah. So that's a week from today, today. which is, that's crazy. And like, what a spectacle that's gotta be. Everybody from the hockey media, all of the, you know, natural crime reporting that would always be there. Like, I mean, it's going to be the biggest story in Canada for days. At least, uh, one hopes because goddamn this needs to just be hashed out in full and the people need to face consequences just for the integrity of the game. Like it just, people need to trust hockey again. And one of the biggest ways to get them to do that is to get real reckoning in the scenario. Um, the <clears throat> word of uh, out of the accusers, the uh, the word out of the accusers camp is that um, she's prepared to testify in full in court. I would sort of assume we're going to go closed courtroom. I hope um, so. Well, I don't know anything about Canada's laws either yeah. oh, <laughs> on that sure. at this point. I mean, I barely know anything about America's laws, let alone Canada's. I, I do hope for this woman's sake that her identity is at least kept right. secret as long as possible. I mean, I, I bet like that's all they have in Canada is kind of what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine an open courtroom in Canada? Just like in general. <laughs> so we have uh, the Honorable Judge Smith here with us today. Oh, sorry, you're running a little bit late. Uh, y'all, y'all go ahead and sit down. Yeah. Oh, hear ye, hear ye. Oh, we, uh, we kept it warm for you. Sorry about that. Uh, it was a little chilly this morning. Cranked the heat up a little bit for you. Now we're going to... We're gonna. We're just gonna proceed with the hearing here. Oh, here comes that judge. Hey, Judge Smith, how you doing? Oh, hey there. <laughs> this court is in session. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to like superimpose the American police procedural on Canada and like not just kind of laugh. But yeah, uh, it's back one of the, the things we're most famous for is <laughs> bad Canadian impressions. Yeah. Back to the serious shit. Um, we're going to get more in, you know, a week-ish. Uh, no doubt there are tons of reporters camped out outside of the London, Ontario police station. And we'll probably see these guys trickle in throughout the week, would be my guess. Unless they, you know, act like architects in the deadline and, and they're there like five minutes before. Or, I mean, me in grad school. <laughs> uh, should we move on to, like, better things? Well, it, the NHL wishes you would move on to better things because it seemed like five minutes after this Team Canada stuff came out, the NHL 
through uh, the Smith Entertainment Group or SEG said, quick, look over here. We might get a team in Salt Lake City. Don't think about that other sad thing. Yeah. What sad thing? See, we we, we win. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. So the ownership of the, the Jazz want to bring hockey to the the greater mormon valley <laughs> and uh you know that's great um i think yeah i mean the jazz are struggling right now so maybe they just need something else to focus on so we're at 32 teams right now right mm-hmm. 34 just doesn't fit as evenly no mathematically speaking it does not uh 36 um is a whole lot more divisible but yeah it Everyone just keeps saying, move Arizona somewhere. Why Why do we need another, you know, why do we need two expansions? Um, and also, if there's 36 teams, like, the, the skill is so diluted that you and I might be playing for a team. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, I might get there, but also, there's just not that many hockey players. <laughs> and 36 teams sounds absurd. Yeah, but imagine the Atlanta Hotlanta. No, they should just be called Hotlanta. Like there's, <laughs> there's, we're not just like Shy, the Blackhawks new name should be Chirac. Oh, um, <laughs> no, they're the Chicago Bedards. Uh, yeah, the, the, the maligned and wounded Bedards. <laughs> the Bedards uh, with the broken jaw. Yeah. I'm, that sounds like a, a song by an emo band. I was like going to say, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, people are like trying to bring emo back, so I'm sure there's some. Oh, it's like- already back, dude. Uh, my my one of my favorite music publications, Brooklyn Vegan, just like loves that emo is back. <laughs> and you know what? I'm here for it. Yeah, you would never guess that you would want emo to return. That's how my dad feels about disco. Um, but yeah, if you've been, what about we could combine those and just go with Panic at the Disco? Uh huh. You could. Um, so, have you been following the whole like Bedard can't stay off the ice thing? No. It's kind of a funny little mini saga. Um, and I think like Chicago PR ploy to just keep him in the headlines somehow. Uh, At least somebody's marketing a fucking NHL player. <laughs> yeah, but apparently uh, he won't stay off the ice, and so they're like, "Well, fine." you have to wear a helmet and you can't be, you can only be on the ice by yourself. You can't be on the ice when anyone else is on. And so he's been like skating before and then like after practices and like Nick Felino is like making fun of him and shit. Good. <laughs> um, he doesn't have anything better to do. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I think the kids learned about Fortnite. Like they, <laughs> they, that'll derail your career. He's he's got to he's got to keep skating. Brendan Gallagher, uh, famed comedian and also hockey player, took a his sledgematic to uh, another player's head recently. Yeah, um, a sort of didn't realize he was still playing for that team, and B, um, that was very blatant. It, it, yes. I don't know how the hell he only got a phone hearing and five five games randomly from the wheel of justice for like coming across the ice and getting someone in the head with an elbow. Like it, also, how was he a first time offender? 
that's that's my my real question is has have we not seen this before i think not a head hit but him being a dirt bag of a player yes i mean i kind of like the dude because he's yeah uh, what was it he did something funny i think when his like house got robbed or something he he like did a very funny like oh he was like eating a sandwich yeah um and he's always been a good interview too but yeah he needed five or more than five games for this i think i mean maybe not a lot more than five games i thought it was more like a 10 spot but david perron got what six games for cross-checking somebody in the in the face yeah it it, like that seems very right then that's like the last time we you know have talked about the the justiceometer like it it seems rather broken um People with obvious biases against other teams should not be decide because they were players should not be deciding um, who gets big suspensions in this day and age. And also maybe like codify that shit. Yeah. Don't coddle. Yeah. Don't coddleify. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jamie Ben's running around doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Has he done anything bad since? He crossed people, cross checks no, people I, in the neck all the time. No, he's done it twice this season already. Okay, I was gonna, like that a, was a, that was a legitimate a big, question. Yeah, it's a his key move. Other than like not going down, there that there's our requisite Jamie yeah. Ben joke yeah. for the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it it seems very silly that you're going to talk about you know trying to protect players and cleaning up the game and then allow some shit like this. Um, it's not even like Brendan Gallagher is important. You can sit him down for seven games and no one would notice. Uh, except for the like the AHL player that gets to play for Montreal. Yeah, somebody comes up from Laval and uh, and gets to play for the big team. Um, uh-huh. Or like an extremely deep fantasy league. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Silliness, silliness, silliness. We get to talk about something else for the first time um suspensions yeah the wheel of justice got spun in the pwhl and one would arguably say it's i would say it's more effective some people would say it's more controversial but uh taylor winchowski was suspended for one game for a hit to the head of amanda boulier in sort of like a i don't know it looked to be sort of like a face-up charge on how i would read it yeah, it didn't look well. First off, it didn't look nearly as menacing as Brendan Gallagher's. No, um, clearly a suspendable offense. I think. Yeah, she was given a two-minute penalty on the ice, um, and you know, going back and saying that's not enough for that hit is reasonable. A whole lot of people wanted a whole lot more. Yeah, the PWHL is or has been thus far notably more physical than uh, the women's game has been in the past, unless you watch the U S and Canada play. And I'm the meme of uh, childish Gambino going good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, the physicality has been so good, um, but you got to get it right. And this is something that uh, I think, you know, will help to maybe turn, the dirtier hits down. We've seen a couple good flips, you know, 
we've seen a couple good good layouts and in a team that is or a league that is ostensibly non-checking um it's good to see for the fans you know it's it's fun to see um it's clear that the players are going all out and they have a professional mindset and so i think that's one of the things that comes across but yeah poor taylor gets to be the first victim the oh, patsy right <laughs> the the fall woman we're sorry we had to make an example out of you um in other pwhl news uh or like pseudo news uh, cities are already kind of clamoring for expansion for the pwhl first and foremost pittsburgh is basically getting themselves ready to have oh a franchise basically because of the hitting well, yeah, uh, you know, steel curtain and all that. Um, <laughs> uh, the Pittsburgh franchise is uh, NHL franchise. So the Pittsburgh Penguins, I guess I could have just said the Penguins. But anyways, the Penguins franchise uh, owned by the Fenway Sports Group is looking uh, at several locations for potential um, women's uh, stadiums, including at where the, the Penguins play. I forget the name of it now. Is it PNC arena or something? No, that's where the Carolina, that's where the hurricanes play. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, one of those banks that used to exist in both places. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's cool to see um, them putting so much behind this so early when they know that it's not going to happen for a little bit and it's not technically on the table. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised it's happening out of Pittsburgh and not of, not out of like a Detroit or a Chicago or uh, any original six NHL city. I would kind of expect it from so good. Good for them. Um, well, Pittsburgh, uh, to their credit, uh, was considered one of the like was one of the cities considered for an mm-hmm. initial franchise. They ended up not getting one. Uh, and according to reports in a couple of articles I read, you know, that was actually a big disappointment to them. They were ready yeah. to go. Well, and like the Fenway sports group is, you know, relatively new to owning the penguins. And so they want to put their own stamp on it. And that's a really good way is to bring a professional women's franchise to the city along with it. The city just like eats up sports like cheesesteaks. So, you know, oh, wait, that's not, that's the that's wrong silly. city. Fuck. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> they, that city that city eats up sports like they do fries um, on a sandwich which is a, a wonderful decision and like more potatoes please it is yeah they got to be like the right like kind of on sandwich fry consistency they got to be shoestring i oh, think okay yeah they got to be small because otherwise you're just you're just eating potatoes the whole point is you're eating potatoes but also the sandwich i kind of like so you can't the, have the, like, the potatoes overwhelm it I kind of think like waffle fry patties could be kind of cool too, but possibly. Yeah. The true story. The only place I've ever had a Pittsburgh style sandwich, San Francisco. Yeah. We used to have a place called the fat sandwich company mm. in undergrad. Um, and they would, their shit was ridiculous. Um, well, you they name might... yourselves the fat sandwich company. You have to be ridiculous. Yeah. They like, can be half ass and stuff. The Fat Sandwich Company, one of their more famous sandwiches is called the Fat Milf, which is a cheesesteak on which placed uh, chicken figures, bacon, mozzarella sticks, mayo, and ketchup on a roll. How, like, are those just things that 
your mom microwaved for you or something? Like, how did you get MILF from all of those ingredients? To each their own, I guess. I Honestly, that doesn't even sound good. <laughs> they Actually, that, that was sort of the surprising thing is there were some of these that were fucking good. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Because you just, I mean, it's things, you're just putting fat and cheese and, and you know, various forms of protein on a sandwich and like you're a drunk undergrad and you don't know anything better you could put pork on like a horse corpse and i'd probably eat it like <laughs> i <laughs> did you suddenly become a vulture uh i am a carrion bird yes <laughs> uh, uh i did just watch uh i did just go see the lion king and there's oh, yeah. there are vultures in that so maybe that's it um also in PAWHL news, uh, maybe the biggest news. PWHL Puck Doku is live. Live meaning once a week from your friends at Puck Doku, but um, it's really awesome to see. They're, like these are the things that help educate fans about new leagues and you know where their players are, and like it's fun and we love to see it. Yeah, it's it's actually helping me memorize rosters, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, we can, like, thanks to Puck Doku, we'll be able to talk so much more competently about women's hockey in the near future. And I bet soon I will be better at that Puck Doku than regular Puck Doku. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the only thing you won't have to fall back on, it, like, the percentages will, will be kind of high, I think, for some of them in Puck Doku or in women's Puck Doku. For sure, yeah. Because, like, you can't pull out, like, some dude who... <laughs> played one game for the red wings and then eight years for the rangers in like 1953 yeah yeah uh i was already a high percentage guy in punk anyway <laughs> so i'm not even gonna like not even gonna pretend to talk um you know who else is a high percentage guy in puck doku's fucking cory perry he he's pl- played he's everywhere played everywhere man he's been everywhere man he's been everywhere uh he has signed in edmonton well, name a more iconic pair than Ken Holland and overaged veterans. Yeah, that's for real. Uh, this time it might actually make some sense. Um, Corey Perry was f- effective for the Blackhawks playing kind of up their roster. So, you know, it makes sense to get him at a much discounted price because he did something drunk that you don't know about. Except you probably totally know about it. You just still can't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, uh, I think it was John Scott uh, kind of yeah. hinted on his podcast that it was like drunkenly made a pass at a female staffer for uh, NBC Sports, which is yeah. like interesting because like to get cut and not fight that that had to be one hell of a pass. Yeah, it like it had to have been more than just a pass. Like, exactly. I, I, like I'm not a like I'm not saying assault or anything of that nature, but like it had to have made somebody very uncomfortable for that level. Like right. a canceling of a union backed contract is actually quite rare in it's several sports. Yeah, several million dollars, and he yeah. still has yet to, uh, uh, you know, try and and claw any of it back because, and also like he would be one of the first people to deal with something like this and not, not file a grievance just like automatically. Like that's the, the crazy part of it. So I, in a way, like 
I never thought I'd say this, these two words in a sentence together, but Corey Perry has taken this honorably in the aftermath. Like he has owned up, but his apology felt extremely heartfelt. Uh, Most of these, they feel like they're a PR stunt. And I thought his was actually, you know, well done, I guess, as, as far as PR, as long as press releases go. Yeah. One gets the sense that he was liked and being made a deal and has been doing that, you know, did what he did to get, uh, silence. I yeah. guess, you know, kind of like, it felt like some shit out of Ozark. <laughs> well, <laughs> like like, we're, we're laundering money in the back room. We can't, ha- we can't make any noise. <laughs> yeah. Well, like any other professional sports league and we wouldn't have known exactly what happened. Like we knew, that dream on green had punched Jordan pool within like 30 seconds of it happening. Yeah. Also we, that was at practice. And sure. Like, but like the, <laughs> any other league, this shit would have leaked. Out. Well, and nobody's videotaping a random. Uh, they, they are now. Like, <laughs> yeah, someone is. If Corey Perry's there, there's videotape going on. <laughs> Kyle Davidson is like now at every like social event. It's like, Kyle, why are you here? 45 minutes. Or he's like, well, I got to place my nanny cams. <laughs> I got I got six thousand dollars in ring cams in my <laughs> trunk. I gotta get them out. I mean, knowing Kyle from Chicago and all of you, his youthfulness, he probably just says drone. Yeah, He's probably just like okay, gotta set up the drone. Uh, people, why, like, why is there a drone here? Oh, you know, it's just for it's for uh, it's for marketing purposes. We're just adding to the ambiance. Nobody likes the ambiance of a drone. No, it's ambiance. Every, everybody likes drones. You leave me alone. It's totally not focusing on fourth line wingers. On Corey Perry, yeah. Uh, it's totally not now following Nick Foligno. Corey Perry did request and was granted a, a, an appointment with or a meeting with Gary Bettman. Uh, Gary Bettman made the point that he had not been barred from playing in the NHL uh, mm-hmm. in any way, but that Corey Perry had asked for the meeting himself. Um, and I, I, again, no idea, or I mean, we have some idea, but the severity of it, uh, right. we don't really know how actually distasteful it was. We don't know. Yeah. One assumes it was distasteful, but just how distasteful eh, we may not ever know at this point if it hasn't come out by now. Yeah. But well, like, here's the thing, like it was obviously bad, right? But it wasn't so bad that he didn't like almost immediately get a contract. And you know Gary Bettman knows what happened. And he right. said and granted, Gary Bettman is not some like arbiter of uh <laughs> of morality in any way, shape, or form. Um despite wearing the pants for it. But like if he knew what had happened, if it was severe enough to where criminal charges could be pressed or great harm was done, it feels like he Corey Perry wouldn't be back in the league this quick. Yeah, it seems like a relatively small amount of people knew, and uh, Chicago took the steps they needed to take. Yeah, in the short term, Corey Perry might help Edmonton in their goals, um, but it sort of looks like they don't really need his help right now, um, considering they just rattled off 16 straight wins. Uh, in case you were wondering, the modern record is 17 and they're going to go for tying it on February 6th 
anticlimactically after the all-star break or also um maybe this is good like good timing like hey uh you know we're gonna do a two-part episode and you gotta watch next week part do yeah part do if you will um they're gonna play vegas for their 17th tying win so it's not gonna be easy although vegas has been they're banged up banged up and playing like shit so yeah i think they have uh shay theodore and uh yeah. jack eichel and like theodore's, theodore's been out for a long time at least two or three other guys who, i'm not sure he's coming back this year well they played the wings last week and the injury report there was like they were hoping by the end of february um so yeah, it's not it's not going to be an easy uh, fight for that seventeenth win, which uh, good. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like oh, we got a back to back against Chicago. Cool, <laughs> right? You actually like they got to do this the right way. <laughs> we got to defeat a true boss yeah, if you're going to get that or tie that title. I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the next game is against like San Jose or some shit. Yeah, I was <laughs> that would say, be very like, funny. Ga- game eighteen is against Ganondorf. And so, like, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> sorry, uh, that's a no. I mean, when I think boss battle, that's who I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but it, thank God it's not like. Well, I mean, that, losing to San Jose already cost him a coach. So. Like, <laughs> yeah that's true uh maybe no i mean that would be full circle would it not if they came back and were like no actually we're good now this is how we set the record that would be pure poetry jay woodcroft is somewhere just crying (laughs) yeah and san jose's coaching staff's like comes across and like you're welcome yeah (laughs) i got you a job motherfucker we did that for you (laughs) and then Connor mcdavid comes past and says no actually i got you the fucking job (laughs) yeah uh speaking of coaching changes uh patrick wah is back in the nhl yeah uh that was really confusing to see because you sort of remembered him being like one of the last pieces jettisoned before colorado got good yeah uh but apparently he's been good in juniors for a while He's been the general manager and coach of the Quebec Ramparts for, uh, I think, four years now, five years now. Uh, he did win a title there. Um, he also did famously get kicked out of the same game as his son, both for fighting. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, if there's going to be something that engenders you to Lou Lamorello, it's that kind of shit. Uh, so... Yeah, he Patrick Waugh is probably the only person not afraid to yell at Lou Lamorello. Um, <laughs> but that's because uh, either Patrick Waugh has like some sort of voice modulation disease or he just really <laughs> likes to yell. Yeah, it, it, the Islanders um, have made one of the more interesting moves, I would say, in their recent past it's the only interesting move in their recent past right yeah instead of signing a 37 year old winger we're gonna sign like a 51 year old coach um it's interesting because you know that patrick wise all of the things you've seen over the course of his career he's brilliant he's crazy he's either a crazy interview or a gold interview or uh, he's just he's all over the map um 
I don't know. I'm kind of happy about it. I think it's exciting and fun and just adds drama. Uh, for us, it's great. Uh, for the league, I mean, it probably ramps things up. Uh, of note, as of this recording, uh, Patrawa hasn't won a game as the head coach of the Islanders. Sure. Including but like, losing in Montreal. It, it, yeah, but what's he going to do, right? Like, the, There's not much more that team can really be they're bad they are bad they're they're a bad roster i don't know there's no they have quite possibly the best goalie in the league and they have a negative goal differential well he's been like not a world beater this year and that's the issue and i think that's one of the reasons that they turn to a hall of fame goalie coach is to just some weird way try and spur better play from like a guy who's been an all world goalie for a long time in Igor Shesterkin. I mean, that should only help having Patrick Waugh behind the bench, but at the same time, what if, what if the Islanders hire a goalie coach? I'd be like, no, Patrick, you're doing this. Sorry, bitch. <laughs> or sorry. I said Shesterkin. What? Oh yeah. Well, I no. mean, what's the, we're trading one Russian goalie for another. Right. What's Sorokin. It? Sorokin. Fuck. Is this name still Igor? Ilya. Ilya. Ilya Sorokin. Now you can Ilya, Igor, and Ivan. The the three uh the, the three I names of Russia. You can just copy paste me saying that over. <laughs> It'll be like and he's got like Ilya Sorokin on his lineup <laughs> and like <laughs> I'm gonna leave You have reached in. Ilya Sorokin. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> You have those like dichotomies of things that like you just switch for one another, like East versus West, Sorokin, Shesterkin. Sorokin, Shesterkin. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, That's you, just a feature of ADD. You say tomato, I say fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, you know, if we want to connect the dots here, uh, back to the avalanche was oh well before we move on i almost guarantee that patrick was actual real last name is roy but he just like at one point started telling people it was wa <laughs> and he was really good at hockey so people were like yeah sure patrick whatever you say and he's like he's wa <laughs> but now he's seen succession and so he wants it to be roy again yeah this this asshole changed his own name just the pronunciation though like <laughs> his parents are like now we're the roys and he's like we are the was <laughs> you're like <laughs> that would be patrick we're from moose jaw <laughs> <laughs> like patrick was just a quebecophile he, like, he, he, ever from a young childhood he just alberta he just always like, really wanted to be a quebecophile yeah, like, yeah sure roy he's why that's my apparently that's my impersonation of patrick Wah. This is this is like this is this whole segment is born out of the long standing hatred of pretty much anybody who played on those Avs teams. Uh but Patrick Waugh, what a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I liked those Avs teams, but I see why you would Well, you're a neutral observer. Uh yeah, but I'm like, on one side of the hate. Well, it was the hate that was exciting back in the day. And so like I I didn't hate the Red Wings. I just loved the intensity of that rivalry. Yeah. And kind of liked the, you know, Wah, Sackick, Forsberg, 
and then you know ray bork story yeah uh i uh beat up a kid at a hockey <laughs> camp for wearing a uh avalanche jersey to one of the days surprise patrick why didn't come and fucking yeah. find you he was like how dare you take a patrick why I'll never be able to recreate this this voice for another episode, <laughs> but it's pretty good. I just think of Patrick Wise like, I'll find you. Hold <laughs> on. We, we need to talk about Patrick Wise for like the rest of the podcast now, uh, like every episode from here on out. Like, Wah, pourquoi? Oh, oh, and Patrick Wise. <laughs> Patrick Pourquoi. Speaking of the avalanche, uh, sad news. Uh, Val Nachuskin has checked himself into the NHLPA assistance program. Reportedly, he needs assistance finding Russian hookers in uh, and around the Denver area. You don't need assistance doing that. Um, I think the writing was probably on the wall that he needed some help after that incident. Um, yeah, considering it's the incident that somehow has gotten memory hold and nothing came of at all. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like the time that kid from my hometown killed a girl or killed an old man in Italy. And like you Google that shit and you can find almost nothing about it now. Wow. And it's yeah. like like shit from like that shouldn't disappear from the Internet. But uh, Val Nachuskin's uh, exploits in the in a hotel room last year definitely did. Well, a hotel lobby. And it yeah. was it was him booking it. And then um, well, an, an ambulance like. Uh, arriving and attending to a very distraught you know russian woman who we don't really know under what circumstances she was there well he went from the hotel lobby to the after party (laughs) i mean i think he went from the hotel lobby to like a colorado avalanche safe house somewhere yeah It's actually Patrick Bass house. Um, <laughs> like, like Joe Sackett just has a boat. It's <laughs> like the boat scene in true detective where exactly. they make watch the videotape. Um, anyways, uh, that's true detective season one. I know season four is out, but anyways, uh, you know, hopefully, obviously we, we, we're hoping for the best for Valden Chuskin. Yeah. He's a hell of a hockey player, but he obviously, you know, has, uh, has, has some demons that he feels like he needs to slay and is, uh, getting some professional help for that. That's amazing. It's, it is really, and we're going to talk about somebody else here in a second, but it's really great to see, especially NHL players who, you know, the NHL is notoriously antagonistic to the sort of like modern mental health mentality and mm-hmm. they're like this is the 1950s and i only talk about football and hating people of color like that's really <laughs> all the the, ho- the hockey culture does are, are you just like am sports talk radio there <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> uh, but so here like we actually are we're seeing and not just young players like i mean Nachuskin's not old, but he's not 19, right? Uh, sure. I mean, I got to say I'm a little uh, suspect when it's a player like him entering it, like along with like Corey Perry entering it. Like, is this just some kind of image laundering step more than I need assistance? Like when when someone like Spencer Knight enters the, the player assistance program, you're like, yeah, we, you are dealing with some real shit here. And you know, I, I more than believe that about like Patrick Line as well. But like when Nichushkin or Corey Perry are entering it after an incident, um, you do become a little 
wary, I suppose. I would say sometimes you need that incident to wake you up. Yeah. Obviously, Val Nachuskin played hockey for uh, like the better part of the season already. But yeah, rock bottom for him was not this incident. Yeah. uh, But maybe PR rock bottom. Maybe something else happened that we don't know about. Like, sure. And same with Corey Perry. Like it's a double edged sword, I would say. Evan hinted at this, but uh, Patrick Lyonne has also entered the player assistance program. Hopefully the assistance program is not also in Columbus so he can get away. Yeah, we would really rather that he just be somewhere else to heal him from whatever uh, in Columbus is destroying his love of hockey. Um, It might just be the city of Columbus. But like when someone who is fun stops being fun and then enters the player assistance program that yeah that tracks like and he put out a statement you know making it seem like it's very much leaning mental health for reasons and yeah man if i was where you are in your career right now um i would also probably have a lot of stress so oh 100 percent. like it's you sign the contract you get hope to play up to the level of the contract you did but also like just i think the stress and grind Mm -hmm. of being a professional athlete is probably, I mean, obviously something I'll never fully comprehend. Well, and um, he also, like, he got drafted into Winnipeg and then traded into American Winnipeg. Less snow, more death. <laughs> right. The dude just needs a ch- another change of scenery is what he needs, but he's never been good enough to be tradable from that team, it seems like. For what Columbus gave up, which, I mean, obviously PLD not looking all that great uh, as of right now. For sure. And I mean, they definitely got the better player in that deal. It seems like, holy shit, his PLD just evaporated. He's not even a a, a playable skater at this point. No, um, he's like the closest thing to vaporware uh, a hockey has ever had. Also vaporware, uh, Pittsburgh's power play has been, despite being... <laughs> Uh, quarterbacked by Chris Letang and or Eric Carlson has been dog shit. That's not all I, year. They're not vaporware. That's like hilariously bad. That's like just epic fiery train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> all year long. It's like how how are these all world likely more of them Hall of Famers than not. They've got at least four current Hall of Famers on their team. On that power play. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think they're all five. I think Latang's a Hall of Famer. Oh, who um, are you? I was saying, so Carlson, Crosby, Carlson, Malkin, Latang. And then who's the fifth? Gensel, maybe? Eh, Gensel's I not mean, a Hall of Famer. Maybe when he's done, but he's, maybe. <laughs> you know, he's got a lot of hockey to play. Um, he's got a lot of hockey play to play without being attached to Sydney. Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll need to have that that Tom Brady second career success to, to cement that. But, um, their, their story took a turn this week and they had been in an upswing. They had been, you know, scoring Pittsburgh's been a little bit better. They've been scoring much better on five and five for sure. Sure. But, um, they had a real bad, bad moment, uh, on the man advantage and they scored. Uh, but unfortunately, it was in their own net. And it's one of the funniest things you're ever going to see in just hockey anti-highlights. I encourage everyone to go seek it out and see the video because it is just pure silliness. Um, 
Chris Letang makes a very dumb drop pass in his own zone. It seems like it's going wide of the net, even as stupid of a pass as it was. Malkin tries to corral it as he's coming around behind him, tips it a little bit, which sends it on a trajectory towards the net, and then he sort of like loses the handle. And it's just, mm, you gotta play the like, curb your enthusiasm music right after that. It's just, it, it is that just feckless and hilarious. I'm so glad that we've gotten to see something so dumb out of these guys because like it's hubris. Like you, you think that this is a good play because you're a all pro hockey player. And even though you're on the declining end of your career and, uh, then sometimes the shit just does not go your way. <laughs> to put in perspective how bad Pittsburgh's power play is, um, they're next to last in the league at 13.07%. The only team worse than them is Chicago, whose current power play unit is Nick Felino, Philip Kurashev, Taylor Radish, Alex Vlasic, and Seth Jones. <laughs> That's their power play. And Pittsburgh's has four Hall of Famers on it and is still just barely a little bit better. Yeah, it's been kind of wild to see how shitty they've been on the power play this year. Uh, boggles the mind, other than the fact that these guys are old. Like, that's the only thing. Like, even if you're old and you're that good, you should figure out a way to be to play together. Like, and if you watch them, they're all just like chicken shits. They're just moving around. They're not really doing anything. Nobody's kind of attacking. They're just kind of trying to make it up as they go along. And you can tell that they were just kind of given a blank check at the beginning of the season. And somebody said, hey, you guys will figure it out. You're all Hall of Famers. And turns uh, out, turns out, no, no, <laughs> no you actually have to try. Uh, it's been very funny. Our heart goes out to pittsburgh fans in in this tough time for them um but yeah your your team um scored on itself with an empty net what do you uh, mean sort of 15 just, guys you can you could definitely skate faster well i mean i can't personally <laughs> <laughs> i'm already skating as fast as i can no, go! <laughs> <laughs> oh. so the year is 1999 and mm -hmm. it's the summer and you and I are young lads at this point. Um, are and we partying like it is 1999? Yes, close. Um, a song hits the airwaves. Uh, and his name is Cisco. He has once been part of the oh. act, Drew Hill. Uh -huh. um, he steps out on his own. Yeah. And he puts out a song. The Thong Song. Yeah. And... People are going to immediately think that because somebody threw a thong onto the ice uh, for Nate McKinnon's hat trick the other day, that it was a woman. I think Cisco was in attendance. And I bet you, <laughs> if you scan the crowd, you'll find his silver hair. Uh, because <laughs> what do hockey players have? Dumps like a truck, truck, truck. He was there. He loves hockey, and he is celebrating Nathan McKinnon with a well, like a shooting thongs, like rubber bands over the glass. Because <laughs> that dude's probably got money to afford close to the ice tickets too. I I I hope whoever did it 
did that and shot it in such a way. They, like a koosh ball. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a koosh ball, if you will. Uh, uh, yo, I mean... <laughs> I, I don't have a follow-up to that, actually. Yeah, um, so, yeah, the thongs and bras came out for Nathan McKinnon after he sped run a hat trick in uh, six minutes and 37 seconds on the ice. The opposition, I think it was, was it Florida, they made the classic mistake of leaving your opponent's best player uncovered repeatedly. Yeah, not guarding Nathan McKinnon is probably a poor decision. One of them, he just was all by himself low and i mean with a bad angled shot but he's like wide open and he just pockets it the third goal i think this is one of the funniest things is um someone was seen throwing their hat already before he had actually scored they just (laughs) saw how fucking open he was (laughs) and in like uh when michigan beat kansas and like the is either the lead eight or the final four uh i think it was like 2006 12 13 something like that i think it was two, i think it was 2013 trey burke goes up for this like impossibly long three-pointer like steph mm-hmm. curry long three-pointer okay and josh bartlestein who is like basically a manager but was technically on the team is out of his chair and jumping as trey burke is still <laughs> shooting the shots like he was like no this one's good and of course he, he drains it and bartlestein has already finished jumping <laughs> And his fist pumping by the time the ball actually goes in the in the net. Um, this is like that. Like, yeah, it, there's a, a I think sort of hockey Twitter account, and it's like pictures before something unfortunate happened. Oh yeah, and the account is like Nathan McKinnon with the puck and nobody around him, and like the goalie's like just sliding over. <laughs> and, and, like the whole play was like down in the corner, and then the puck squirts out to just a McKinnon breakaway. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, so a woman was seen taking off her bra and uh, chucking it on the ice, uh, sort of like she was a, a first wave feminist, like taking it off to remove it. And she set it. it on fire first. Uh, yeah. If only. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's just grinning and chucking her bra on the ice because she just didn't happen to have a hat. But somebody threw a thong like a, a, a real life human being propelled underwear onto the ice for a hat trick and a we need to commend whoever that person was uh b somewhere a video operator knows the truth well i mean and and it'll probably come out because like there was the woman who flashed the caps when they won the cup um like all of that stuff eventually comes out right I think sometimes, I mean, if it's captured by independent media, if it's like a video operator for the team, I don't know if that will come out. It, I would be very, very uh, uh, impressed if if that made its way out. Um, but the thing is, like, you know, we don't even know where the thong is on the ice. Uh, it, it Thong can't travel very far in the air. So, you know, if you Zapruder film that shit, you could probably find out a lot. If it's Cisco, um, if it's not Cisco. If it's not Cisco, so like Cisco had a box. Like Cisco had to like make it down from the box and then throw it and then get back. I don't up. think he has box money. I think he's got like near front row money though. I uh, mean, at this point, yeah, he spent all the money. Maybe he invested well. I don't know. He spent all the money on auxiliary percussion tracks in the <laughs> Thong Song because if you listen to that thing in like really good headphones, 
it's crazy. There's like so much production in that fucking song. I'm sure. What I want to know. Nathan McKinnon's a bit of a weirdo, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think he kept the song? <laughs> and do you think they like scooped it up with the hats and like it just ended up in the the hat trick hat room? That's a whole nother layer that I honestly did not even think about. And I I now I'm more intrigued by that. Like you kind of wish or like on McKinnon some level intercepted it on the way to the hat room. Like that Lord knows if we were Nathan McKinnon. Um the I kind of hope is that they were like stunt panties. Like someone just like had that to to do something with. Cause like at what point you know, like like there's some like weirdo's version of a terrible towel. Yeah. Or like they just maybe they were having like a medical thing and they like <laughs> you know what? I'll probably need another pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah. And then in like the, the, the thrall of the game, we're like, I need something to throw. And the they medical- looked, they looked at their significant other and we're like, you're too heavy. I know. <laughs> the medical thing being somebody drank way too much beer and actually forgot to take off their underwear before urinating. Like uh, at what point does this person like take, them off you know uh it, it has to be a dress or a skirt of some sort right uh-huh it, unless they like took them off like pr- previously for yeah. some reason like that's like i was joking about like they pissed on him or something i have but, like, so many questions exactly i have so many questions too like if someone took off a thong after he scores the third goal and then gets it onto the ice in that celebration that's fucking fast and yeah uh, that, that that's impressive that's pro level <laughs> pro level yeah um uh maybe they were there for valnachuskin anyways um <laughs> usa hockey has decided to implement uh mandatory neck protection for all u18 players uh good um i i made my my significant other mad by i was like ordering an undershirt for mm-hmm. hockey and she was like, buy the one with all the protection. I was like, it's like $200. She's like, I don't care. It'll save your life. I was like, maybe and bought a cheap one. And now she's mad at me. So uh, those are things that will piss non-hockey wives off. I sh- shouldn't have said anything about it, but I was like debating which one to buy out loud. And I was like, or should I get the one with the protection? She's like, what do you mean? the uh, protection? There, there and I went, uh oh, damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. Questions about protection are uh, important between uh, partners, and this for me is is big news. Um, you know, I've uh, I'm a Michigan grad, uh, and the Michigan University of Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan is exploring uh, making their women's hockey program a Div One team. Um, Currently, to, a club level to which fucking finally, yeah, it's something we've been harping on for a while now. There's no Div 1 women's hockey team in the entire state of Michigan. Do you know how many hockey players there are there? Crazy amounts. Millions. Millions, I tell you. Literally dozens. Literally, there's enough for half a team. We're good. (laughs) Um, But so this is just something that should have happened probably a decade ago, but didn't. And, you know, rectify that wrong. Um, The this bit of. Uh, optimism uh, one of the board members 
uh, has who has been a very vocal proponent of uh, Title IX and change and uh, you know using the uh, athletic department as a, a kind of a beacon for good uh, spoke out about how he is uh, invested in in bringing about oh, finding the money to bring about a, a women's team uh, or br- to move the women's team to div one. And I think, you know, you've got Ohio state winning championships. You got to counter that. And it's, does the, do they already have a massive athletic department? Yes. They're also one of the athletic departments that makes the most money year in, year out. They're one of the few athletic departments in the country that operates in the black. Like, just go do it. You've got the money. Stop it. Um, speaking of stop it, the All-Star Game is stopping all fun hockey this weekend. <laughs> uh, and so we have to watch whatever baffling bullshit the NHL throws at us this year. Um cool (laughs) yeah they're they're at least like trying some different things with the format for the skills competition and and other things but they just announced the uh the team captains for uh four teams and it's a hockey player and some sort of celebrity canadian um why the united states got completely shut out of the celebrity pal you know, roster was a little surprising, but I think they're all Canadian. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. They, yeah. they, but they did do the Hughes brothers and I get that it's in Toronto. Uh, but yeah, the, so your all-star game captains will be Jack and Quinn Hughes fused together with Michael Buble, uh, Connor McDavid and Will Arnett, Nathan McKinnon, along with Tate McRae, and then Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber. Um, it's, I don't know, a decent smattering, I would say, generally. Interesting. Um, they do a good job of getting Canadian talent alongside really good hockey players. Like, I think that this will help. It's it's kind of upsetting that Nikita Kucherov is not a captain Mm. one he's second in points and is having a massive year and two he's fun (laughs) maybe uh in the NHL's eyes um too fun yeah well you know what the NHL is then number one bullshit (laughs) I mean they kind of are already but you just give them another reason I like the the Jack Quinn Hughes fuse team together um are they like goku and vegeta <laughs> <laughs> i say I, I call them uh you hughes you lose um or another fake team name would be haha luke suck it what about fusion <laughs> fusion overdrive <laughs> uh yeah it i don't know michael buble's michael buble pretty unimpeachable um between the like you're gonna see like Jack Hughes look youthful. Quinn Hughes look sad. And then Michael Bublé look like a star who's used to being on stage. <laughs> like, it's yeah. going to be very, very funny to see. He will be the least awkward person in that grouping. Oh yeah. No, no worries. No wonder about that. Like Jack and Quinn Hughes are going to be fucking confused. Well, if Jack even plays. 
I hope so. I think that's is he... why I think that's why it's Jack and Quinn Hughes. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think Jack is expected to play. Maybe they just bring in Luke and like I don't know, go He's full. like, Hi, <laughs> I'm a rookie. <laughs> I'm not even gonna win the Calder. I'll be in the conversation. But uh yeah, I, I just that would be a good um photo bomb, if you will. Connor McDavid and Will Arnett, I think, is also funny. Like you think of that as Bojack on ice. Um you know, Connor McDavid like doesn't need any help looking sort of dejected and disheveled until they started winning all these games. Um, but like uh, Will Arnett easily the funniest out of all of the people, but he's like the sort of del- self-deprecating sort of humor. So um, very interested to see how that dynamic works out, you know, because Connor McDavid doesn't have a personality. <laughs> And Will Arnett's personality, like next to someone like Connor McDavid, I think is just a very, very strange energy. I hope so. Um, also, strange energy, Nathan McKinnon and Tate McRae. This is maybe the funniest uh, combination. They should have made Cole Sillinger a All Star Game captain just for the side just, eye. Yeah, just for the side eye. Uh, these two are likely workout warriors i mean we know how much of a workout warrior and and fitness freak mckinnon is i can only assume that tate mccray is as well um she's got like professional dancer cred even before her singing career i call them team recipe swap because you know mckinnon's getting some like cauliflower rice recipes from tate or like team cheat meal can we talk about how bad cauliflower rice is? I like it. I think it's fucking terrible. All right. I kind of like the cauliflower thing. Uh, uh, I like like cauliflower pizza crust. I knew you were going to say that. And I'm going to disagree with you there, too. I mean, they don't replace regular pizza crust, but like. Uh, I'm glad the option is there, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I also don't have to eat it. Yeah. It's one of those things that if someone needs it, I'm more happy to eat. Sure. Oh, yeah. Side. For sure. Um, I don't know. Cauliflower is like. It's amazing. It's like the Brandon Hagel. Like you can put it anywhere. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think, you know, if, if there's ever going to be like an NHL star and a non NHL star um, that we're going to connect on something, it's going to be like high protein vegan eating. <laughs> They're probably going to, Nathan McKinnon will probably walk up and be like, hey, you work out? She'll be like, yeah, I work out. Cool. Do you want to work out like together? Want to like, pick a hockey team sure (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah like i would not put it past them to like just go work out together you know Mm. oh yeah you want to you want to see these lifts i do yeah sweet well compared to austin matthews and justin bieber who just dress each other (laughs) yeah that is poorly austin matthews and justin bieber is like team we go shopping yeah uh (laughs) team i have six of this hat uh like (laughs) Team, I call them uh, team. Just some normal bro friends chilling, playing some chill. They're just chilling. They're just chilling. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it team like goes and gets like a fuzzy hat. It's so many fuzzy hats and like small backpacks. I think right, yeah. like made of leather. I think each of them have more small backpacks than Tate McRae does. Uh, I think uh, Tate McRae is a small backpack. Um, <laughs> She might fit in one. I think, I, she's, this, she's pretty, I think she's pretty compact. I haven't the slightest idea what that phrase means, but I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to go with it. Are you, uh, you can silence into the lambsing here now? Uh, 
<laughs> you could be a small backpack you, with your beautiful can, skin. Can you still hear the lambs, Clarice? <laughs> uh, I didn't know you were that into industrial design. <laughs> Uh, finally, uh, a couple of things, uh, Wayne Simmons has unofficially retired. Yeah. Uh, he, I proclaimed in one episode a year, like a year ago that he had retired and that was not true. <laughs> yeah. He, he said to somebody off the record. Yeah. I'm not playing again. Yeah. I, I, did we eulogize him then or shall we know? No, you were like, no, he's still on the team. And I went, oh, whoops. <laughs> Oh yeah, it he was, was when like he took the the kid that Mitchell Miller abused out for a night in Toronto. Yeah, and he was on IR or something yeah. and, and and I was like he's he's retired and you're like don't be a fucking idiot, Jake. Well, I think and the writing not, was on the yeah, wall then, yeah. but uh well, he he has uh, apparently let it slip that he's not coming back to play. And no one is surprised, but he was pretty fucking good for a little while as Long a time, power man. forward that you Love to watch and love to hate if he was playing against your team. Yeah, you didn't want to. If you got like the NHL package and you watched Philly play somebody that was other than your team, you're like, man, that guy's good and tough as nails. Yeah. If he's playing your team, you're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he he was like fantasy relevant at streaks. Oh, during um, his, the peak of his powers, absolutely. Yeah, especially if you had like a bangers league and had physical physical traits and as stats absolutely um he's done some really awesome things like you were talking about with uh yeah some more recently you know he's been outspoken about some social issues and went you know went through the effort of taking isaiah meyer crothers to a game um he seems like a really cool dude and you know we wish him well in his professional afterlife i'm sure he's got something interesting up his sleeve because he always seemed like a really kind of engaging guy uh off the ice as well in his non-retirement yeah in his his unofficial retirement um and in uh professional milestones uh happy 4000 we would be in the major league hall of fames if those were hits (laughs) uh their listens and you know we're happy to do this we really have a good time putting out a podcast about all the hockey BS we want to talk about. Um, but thanks for tuning in. And we've been getting uh, more feedback and engagement from fans uh, lately. So it's been really encouraging to get that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So anytime you want to drop us a line, you know, if it's something dumb that you want us to reference on the podcast or uh, some other podcast, you want to take it you know, put in front of our ears or, uh, you want questions about this podcast, for example, um, got some, some friends that have reached out and, and asked questions about, you know, how we do what we do. Um, so that's been fun to hear recently. Uh, talk to us anytime. Uh, we're handsomehockey.com, handsome hockey podcast on Instagram, handsome hockey on threads. Uh, if you use that handsome hockey on Twitter, we definitely use that handsomehockeypod at gmail.com and handsome hockey facebook page along with youtube yeah definitely echo that sentiment Four thousand listens is about three thousand and nine hundred and ninety seven <laughs> more than i ever thought we'd get um and that's without my mom ever listening to an episode so i i think we're doing pretty well um but yeah thank you so much uh this has been a blast uh we laugh a lot we uh 
commiserate about the shittiness of hockey culture and hopefully you uh like listening to us uh and if you're out there stay handsome everybody Restez beau, tout le monde.